What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Everything But Hockey. I'm Andrea Helfrich, and this week on the show, we have a guest that you all are very familiar with, if you've been to a Flyers game in the last two years, that is. Uh, He is on the mic, getting you hyped up the entire game. It's my co-host, Everett Jackson. He also goes by Mr. Hollywood DJ, because he's also a DJ that is one of the, like, seven different jobs he has. I say it like that, like, Ron Burgundy, question mark, because I really didn't know the extent of the businesses he owned and operated and what he all had his hands in, um, because Everett and I didn't really have, like, a normal working relationship. He's been part of the team for two years, but I only worked alongside of him for about five months before COVID. And then after that, it was like work from home, bubble playoffs. And then we just got back in the arena together in March. So have this conversation. You're live witnessing the conversation you have with your work husband. um, But I'm having it on this podcast. Like, oh my gosh, you did this? What? So yeah, we're going to learn all about this man of mystery together and starts right now. Go like this. I need to see the new hair. Oh, it's red. Dude, what is happening? And how is it red? Did you dye it? Yeah. You dyed your hair red. I just, I figure it's all season. I can, you know, be a little weird. You can rep a color other than orange and black. Yeah, right. <laughs> without any heat. I was going to, so I was going to do orange. And I'm like, once the season comes back, I'll probably like lighten it up and, you know, go back to regular, but. Wait, you should so do orange for the start of next season. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, yes. thank you for doing this. Um, I'm happy to finally get you on. You're like my work husband and everyone knows yeah. you. Everyone knows you as their best friend at the arena, but like. We need to dive deeper. So thank you yes. for doing this. Um, <laughs> I, it's funny. I remember when they were searching for a co-host for me. And I just remember like talking to Alexa, who was like helping front front the search and find you. Yeah. And we, we the one thing we both agreed on are like, we need to find someone who is good at projecting and doing all of those like pump ups that you are so good at. Um, <laughs> You are, you are. Um, can you share Thank your, you. like, how are you not so intimidated to, to do that? That is my, my weakness. Those pump ups. I am so embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. How do you do that? Um, so I would say, uh, early on, um, and I don't remember who told me, but I want to say it was like someone of like the MTV guys and, um, they, Wait, you said they, MTV guys. Yeah, so, uh, and I'm sure we'll dive into that later on, but I used to do, like, work over at MTV back in the day, like, uh, MTV and BET. It's awesome. So that's where the Hollywood comes from. So Hollywood- Oh, I was going to ask you that, too, because that's another funny story. Everyone was like, wait, Hollywood, wait, Everett, and it was the same person, but we'll get into that. Yeah, well, long story short, is with- (laughs) Literally just wrote uh, down MTV, because I'm like, I did not know that about (laughs) This is going to be a funny episode to get through because you and me just like talking to you is very natural. So anyway, go. Very true. Um, oh, no. So with um, with the pump ups, my like number one rule was always like, don't ask for a response that you're not sure of you're going you're gonna to get. You got to be like 80% sure. There's a little 20% that may or, you know, may not happen. You might say everybody makes some noise and like not everybody does. Right. But you got to like have in your mind, like 80% of those people are going to make noise when you say make noise. Okay. So is this like a confidence thing? Because there are times when we're down a couple goals and I'm pretty damn sure no one's going to want to make any noise, but you still have to ask yeah. them and you still yeah. are praying and hoping for a response. So are you just like 
the most confident human I've ever met? Like you're like, they're going to respond. Um, I want to say that's my, my like superpower, you know, like some people are like, oh, you have a superpower. Like I got like a sixth sense. Like, I think that's like my sixth sense. So oh. it's like a combination of like, you know, feeling out the audience that you're, you're speaking to. Yeah. Um, and then it's also, uh, the way that you deliver it. Um, and we always have these conversations before our kids. I know, I, I know. know. Everybody knows this. But we have these conversations of like, yeah. hey, uh, what's the vibe in here? Like, maybe we're down a goal um, and you don't want to come in hot, like we're up 10 goals, but you might be like, it might be a more like supportive, hey guys, let's make some noise, let's get pumped up, right. as opposed to like, make some noise, we're the best in the world. It's like, <laughs> those are two different make some noises. <laughs> Damn, that is such a, that is a beautiful breakdown. That's, yeah. that's such a good way to explain it. And it's funny you mentioned our, I guess you'd call it our pre-hit check-in. Like, yes. so for those of you guys, uh, like who, you guys don't, don't know this, but we do no. hits at the 14, the 10 and the six of every yeah. single period in addition to our intermission hits. But that's our like structured hits during the periods. And obviously that time waivers based on timeouts, whistles, uh, power plays, right? All yeah. that. Yeah. But that's like our thing. So before it hits 14 minutes on the scoreboard, Everett and I usually huddle up around 16 yep. minutes. And we're like, all right, like A, like you said, assess the situation, where are we at in the period and what is the vibe in the room? I yep. miss our check-ins. We just had our I last know. one. I know. And they're all they're always very, very productive. I, I don't think we've had one that's been like, ah, that was, you know, not so great. But it was, it was, they're always like, hey, like, what's the vibe? What's the mm -hmm. team that we're playing? Mm -hmm. Oh, this team is like kind of good. Maybe they score. So if they do score, we go out at this angle and we kind of have those plans. I think it's happened before where like they scored oh, a, you know, a couple seconds before our hit and we're like, all right, nix that. Let's <sighs> do, let's go this direction. Total split second decision. And that's the nice thing about like, you clearly, you're, if your sixth sense is reading people and reading the room, like you, you got a yeah. good gut and it's nice yeah. to be able to work with you. Like it's been so much fun. And well, Same. it really has. Like, I'm so happy you're part of the team. And yeah. it's just, it's been a very natural fit. You coming on board, you just effortlessly like made your mark in our organization. And it's, it's yeah. just been a lot of fun working next to you. So you came on board at the very start of 2019, 2020 season. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what was the, let's call it audition process like for you? Like, talk to me about did they have you audition? Like, I'm, I'm not privy to all that stuff. So talk, like, what, what was that like? Yeah. So what, what was the um, phone call you got? Like, like talk, bring me back. So I always, I always um, laugh with Alexa about, you know, uh, the phone call that I got. So when I got the call, this was, this was uh, early September that season. It was, I think uh, we had two preseason games left. The two preseason games left. Yeah. And um, so I was actually, I had flown out to, uh, so, you know, I do, I do private parties, weddings and all that other stuff. We'll get into that later, but. but and um, what you mean by that is DJing. Yeah. I'm on my DJ. You, you like, can do other, a lot like, of things at private parties, Everett. I just wanted people yeah, to know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm planning a bachelorette party and that's yeah. like, I just, my mind is maybe in the wrong place, but <laughs> Everett's also a DJ. That's what he does at the private part. Clear that one up. Yes, yes. I, I DJ. <laughs> it's probably, the red hair probably doesn't help this. <laughs> oh my God, I'm actually sweating. Very we cleared it up. Okay. Um, so that's usually like the break in, in the season between like 
summertime is done. I'll be doing all like the summertime parties. And then like the mitzvah season, wedding season kind of picks back up after September. So I usually fly out in September, I take a trip. So I actually flew to, I was in, um, I got off my plane, I got to Cancun, I got to the, uh, to the airport and my phone connected when I got to the hotel. Um, so I'm at the hotel at the desk. And uh, so I'm at the desk, I get the call and it's like, hey, this is um, Alexa from Philadelphia Flyers and we have like a job open um, and uh, we wanna see if you can come in for an audition. So as I'm at the desk, I was at my, I was with my ex at the time we had flown down mm-hmm. and I'm at the desk, like checking in, listening to this voicemail, listen to the voicemail. And I immediately call Alexa back and I'm like, Hey, uh, yeah, you just called me. And she's like, yeah, we want to find out if you can come in for an interview. We've got a game on. This was like a Monday I flew out and she's like, we've got a game on Wednesday. We want to see if you can come in for audition. So I'm like, I'm going to have to fly home. <laughs> oh, I was going to be out. I was going to leave. Uh, you don't give up on. I respect that so much. I'm the exact same way. Some people yeah. are not wired that way, but I think in the industry we're in, this kind yeah. of opportunity is so rare for it to like almost not fall in your lap because you set yeah. yourself up for this right. to fall in your lap. I just want to always preface that, but um, uh-huh, 100%. I love, I love the hustle and the drive and the what you just yeah. described. So, all right, you're you, telling you her, you're telling her at the time. You I was gotta, like. I was like, I might, I have to go. I'm like, go ahead and check in. But like, my mind is like thinking of flights and like, yo, I'll fly. If I had to fly in on Wednesday and then pop do back. the audition and fly back, I was, I was just going to do it. You're a baller. Um, so, um, but Alexa was like, she was really cool about it. She was like, we've got a game on Wednesday and we have one on Saturday. So I wound up coming in on Saturday and um, I feel like my audition, um, it took and you know like what our job encompasses um it's like a mixture of like being a television personality but then it's also like hyping a live audience and then it's also like producing a show Mm -hmm. so it's all those things at once which i've done in like separate you know jobs right standalone right um so when i got there um and the people at home, that's why this is so great. Um, you guys see us with the earpieces in all the time. So I had my earpiece in and you know, our production team is a little bit different. You can hear everything um, after your cue. So I'm, we, we were doing our pregame show and um, I ran the pregame show. So it was like, you know, we start out, we recap the last game. I was like, you know, yesterday we played the Penguins and I'm going over names, I got my cards. And then I got, uh, you know, in our ears, switch to silver, switch right. to gold. We're coming back out, come back out. This, And I've got this in my ear and I'm like, literally, so there's a picture, I'll send it to you for this. And I'm like, because <laughs> I'm trying to like hear, but also like, and then my, um, I, the, the arena wasn't like, there wasn't a ton of people in there, but like I, I'm getting used to hearing myself with the feedback. And then I'm hearing myself in the ear and um, in the earphone. It was just, it was a lot. So like, it I is did. a lot. That's a lot. Like, and is this the first time yeah. you ever heard, um, you ever had an earpiece in? It was the first time that I had one in where there was active conversation during. Your hit. While I'm, yeah. Yeah. So like, I've done it when I was over at CBS. We've had like earpieces in and they're like, three, two, one, go. But everyone's uh, quiet clear. when it's your turn to talk. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I'm listening out for like, oh, is he talking to me? And then like, they would like, come out the silver. All right. And then they would be like, next one. And I'm like, all right. So I wasn't hundred percent of like 
which one. And I think like um, Alexa and the production team, I think everybody kind of picked up on that, which was, mm -hmm. and they were cool with it. Um, but then we did a second part of it where we left the, um, the pregame and we took a camera, we went up to the concourse level and I just interacted with fans. Like I literally went around and was like, yo, what's up man, are you a big Flyers fan? Let me get a Let's Go Flyers. Um, I think it was like somebody's birthday, somebody had like just got engaged. And I did like a lot of the pump up stuff, like one-on-one -on -one with fans, like to the camera. And like, I think that's what really like kind of helped solidify like, oh, this, you know, like I can adapt to whatever we're doing. And then, you know, as we did the job, it got, you know, more simple. Yeah. I mean, it's funny when you actually break down that stuff, because when we do what we do, it's like a well-oiled machine, it's muscle memory. But when you actually break down how many different elements there are. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a lot. It's a lot. So I'll tell you the crazy turning point for the job. And I don't know if you're getting this, but so uh, that was September. And I don't know if you remember, but this was maybe October, November. And you had gotten really, you had got like really sick. And I got strep, not strep. once, twice. This girl yeah. got strep back to back. Yep. What the, what the hell? And I was, <laughs> I think I was, I want to say like six or seven games and maybe and remember like when we started I was only doing like you know a couple hits to two I do like yeah, you were getting your feet like wet totally I get a call I'm on a job I'll never forget I was at uh I was doing a fashion show for Century 21 and it's like three o'clock I was you know me I double up so like I'm doing like a, a DJ job fashion show it's like and you're getting a workout on in between the two jobs yep <laughs> I'm gonna do after this too um so Alexa calls me and she goes uh, she says, hey, yeah, uh, what time are you coming to the arena? I'm like, you know, my regular four o'clock time, I'll be there. And she's like, yeah, well, Andrew's sick. And I'm like, oh no, like, is she okay? She's like, yeah, well, she's actually not coming in. And I'm like, oh, that's, I hope she gets better. And she's like, no, 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 you have to do everything. And I was like, oh, I'm on my way now. Like, I'm just gonna leave here and go. And it was, it was great because I was able to watch. And like, if you, if you, uh, and that's why I like literally love like everything that you and Alexa, um, have done like so far is because like you guys weren't like um okay we got the new guy on the block and like he'll figure it out um there were times when we first started and i would like actually like oh well, you know what did you do with that or how'd you do that or how does that work yeah and i watched every pregame i i would say to the end of every game even though sometimes i only had like one or two hits mm -hmm. um and that helped so much because i had a point of reference to like oh this goes like this and it was great it was great even though it was two games, I was terrified the first one. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, everybody's so used to Andrea. And like... No, but you know what? It's almost like you need those, those moments to be like pushed out of the nest, if you will, and just fly on your own. Like yep. it gives you such confidence because the same thing happened with me prior to you when I was working with a different co-host and that uh, same thing yeah. happened. Like he really led a lot of the show and I was given certain roles. And then when there was a time that I had to do the whole thing by myself, I like was really nervous, really yeah. nervous. But once you get through it on your own, you're yeah. like, all right, like I can do it. And then you start to add like your own swagger to it. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like you've come into your own so much yeah. through the past two seasons. And like, it just oh, takes yeah. time. It takes the opportunity to do it. So, you know what strep was like, my strep sucked for me, but it was good for you. Like, I'm happy. Yeah. You got, yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> you know, fly on your own, if you will. Um, 
Damn, that's so funny. I love hearing yeah. that from your perspective. Like, <laughs> this is not what I was thinking about when I was home alone. In, well, home alone in bed, obviously. But yeah. um, I just remember having such FOMO because, like, you miss a yeah. game and you feel like you've missed a Everything. month of work. Like, it's yep. not. <laughs> Um, that's so funny. Let's now talk about where you came from because you mentioned MTV. I didn't know you, what did you do with MTV? Like, what were you doing before you were with the flyers and all in between? Cause I know you okay. have like nine jobs. I do. I do. Um, so I initially started out on like this, on my entertainment path, I guess you'd say, mm -hmm. um, I initially started out just wanting to be on TV, movies, like turn the TV on, I want people to see me. That was my like initial goal. So I would do, if there was a commercial, I would do commercial, I've done, I did commercial for like Sony and- uh, Okay, wait, did just jump to Sony? Yeah. I'm just thinking because that was, a, it was like one of the first like live action, uh, I, I don't even remember. It was like one of the pixelated things, it was cool. Um, but I, I, I would do like, I would get a call and they would be like, hey, listen, we have, you know, this, I used to work with MMG uh, talent in New York. And um, so I would do whatever came through an extra on, I remember I did a, like an extra part on like in her shoes um, a while back. Uh, so I would do those things, um, but then like, I still had to make money. Right. So I was like DJing on the side. So that was like the thing. So um, for a while I was like, I would do like bars and clubs and stuff like that. It wasn't anything, you know, on like, too high of a scale, but it was like enough to like make some good money, you know, outside of my day jobs that I had. Um, so I did those things. And then I would, uh, I actually had a day job at the time and I would go to uh, MTV and I was like obsessed with like the real world and road rules. Uh, if you ever get to control, you'll see us talking about it all the time, but I was like obsessed with it. So I would go up to MTV and um, on the reunion shows back then, remember like real world was a huge thing. So I would go there and I started out, I would just ask, um, I would be the guy that would like ask questions um, to the cast members. So you were in the audience at the reunion show? Yeah. And now was that, were you cast for that? Like so I started out, I was like, that was my way to get TV time. How ask the question. did you even figure that out? Like did the agency you were with like present? No, no, no. that was me doing it on my own. How did you, was, that's like so innovative of you. Yeah, who, like, who, how do you find- I ask questions, I'll get on there. How do you find like indeed.com uh, <laughs> position for question asker during reunion show? Yeah, so I would ask questions and then they would start to, they would see me there all the time. So they would be like, oh yeah, we got, you know, this show coming up, uh, you know, the, the real world rules reunion is coming up, you know, do you want to come up? So then they would have like questions prepared for me. So they would have like, you know- You created trade. your own role for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. How, I don't understand. How did you actually start this? Were you like walking by the real world house in Philly, like by, across from Starbucks on Arch, like that one? <laughs> like what? I auditioned for the real world. Oh. And back helped. then, if you were, if you were an aspiring actor, model, entertainer, they didn't want you because before the real world, no shade, but like the real world was the real world. They didn't want, they wanted real people. You know, now a lot of the you know, um, reality shows is like, yeah, I want to do something to make me, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would have been like a very like real version of myself, but, um, they weren't, they weren't with it. They weren't like, like, if you said that you wouldn't make it. Did it say like actor on your resume? Like what gave it away? Um, so they would, add, 
I, I don't know. I was like, did you walk in and you're like, I want to be a star. And they're yeah, like, no, get, you're done. So then I figured it out. Right. So somebody told me, they're like, yo, don't say it. There was this guy, Mike P. He was a cameraman up there. And he was Not like, yo, don't say that. He was like, when you go, just say like, you're a regular person, tell them about your day job, be your day job. And that's how you'll get. So I got, so by the time he told me that I was already being called up for, you know, the audience stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I had done a guest VJ spot. Uh, the day Ashley Simpson's Pieces of Me uh, dropped. Love wow. her. I do love her. She's so awesome. So I'd done a guest VJ spot. Um, and uh, at the time, it was New York, MTV, and LA handled like the television stuff. New York handled music. Um, so I don't know. Long story short, I was doing a lot there. Then I got, uh, there was a panelist show on BET. Uh, it was called My Two Cents. Mm -hmm. I got a, I got a uh, job doing like panelists. Uh, we were, it was like a panel of like four people. We would have different topics and we would, you know, talk or whatever. So I did that for a while. Um, so me being this Philly guy, I, I was like now like a New York personality ish. Like I could use that as my credit. So um, I still wasn't making enough to like quit a date job. So um, I was doing those things back and forth in New York. I came back to Philly and I was working uh, with Powery. And one day we got a chance to um, be a part of a broadcast on Fox 29. Um, so I DJed on Fox 29 that morning. I think it was around the time that the Phillies went to World Series. Uh, and, and then I kept getting calls. Is this 08? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I did uh, two years over there as like part-time, uh, a couple times a week at Fox as a DJ. Mm -hmm. And then a position opened up at CBS uh, to be a personality. And I auditioned for it and I got it. Tell so me more as a, per a personality doing. I did everything from like news to television shows to. Wait, you were a reporter for CBS. Is that what you're telling me? We did CBS and CW Philly. We were like the CW crew. It was like me and like. Yes. Five people. We did like entertainment. So we did a bunch of like TV shows and like stuff with like Yuki and every. It was, it was honestly great for like um, developing my ability to speak, uh, ability to uh, read teleprompters and, you know, and all that. The kind audience, of stuff. like you talked about before. That's yeah. what you gotta learn. The only drawback I would say for me was that it wasn't. Um, and even me now, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I couldn't do, I couldn't be this with, you know, um, at CBS. So you had to be very conservative. Um, so at the time I didn't have any tattoos and that was like, Alexa will tell you too. It was like one of my biggest worries when I went to, I don't know if you remember, no. but when I first got to the arena, yeah. I always wore long sleeves. Yeah. I thought that was normal because it's cold. Come on. No, I did it because I didn't, I, I didn't know whether they were comfortable with me having tattoos. So I have tattoos like all the way up my arm. And I was like, ah, oh, like, I, I know it's like, like not the worst thing in the world. Like it's not about my face. And even like with my hair, like different colors because before, like when I came in, it was blonde. Um, and I mean, like this will be different once we get back to season. Like I know how to be mostly conservative. This is a podcast. I have to describe your hair. It's fire engine red with, yes. is it three braids? Like one in the center, two down the sides. Yes. Yep. Yep, straight it's back. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> but anyway, so you were saying like, you were worried about hair, you were worried about tattoos. It's funny, yeah. like, you know, we do live in a world where we're encouraged to express ourselves, but you forget yeah. that like, we off, we're all innately worried about being judged, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and how that's going to come across. So, okay. Wow. Didn't know you used to wear sleeves to cover the tattoo. So when, was that actually a conversation you had with someone that said, Hey, it's all right that you have tattoos. We accept you. I think it was, I want to say it was like a uh, hockey fight cancer or uh night or something like that. It was like one of the nights where we got like the t-shirts, the uh, formal t-shirts. And I was like, Oh, I gotta wear a t-shirt. And I was like, uh, <laughs> so I said, Alexa, I'm like, yeah, well I have, tattoo because I, I don't know that she knew or she didn't know but I was like yeah I have like tattoos on my arm is that all right and she was like yeah it's fine don't worry about it <laughs> um so it was it was fine you know yeah. um but I feel like and that's one of the things another one of the things that um really really made me fall in love with the organization was um not only like the higher-ups and um you know production staff and our bosses um but also like the the crowd and the audience has been very like um, receptive. I don't want to say receptive, yeah, receptive, receptive yeah. to, um, you know, to, to me and I, you know, the style and, um, like, I don't think I'm like too far, you know, I'm not like far out and like way out, like, Hey man, give me a pass. But, um, they've been receptive to the, you know, to the energy because, um, I think that's what, what works with the way I bring it to the table is like, listen, I can give you the formalness. And I tell my like wedding clients this all the time. Um, I can give you the formalness of like, that's going to make grandma and aunt very happy. Mm -hmm. Um, but also like 20 year old college kid is going to be like, yo, that's my guy. <laughs> um, and we're just all going to turn up in different ways. I love that yeah. philosophy. And that's funny <laughs> because you think about whether it's like an older generation flyers fan or the yeah. younger, maybe coming to their game, the first game. And yeah. Yeah. 20 year season ticket holders. Yeah, and to be able to relate to the vast difference and diversity that we have of people that walk through our doors is important. Yeah. And yeah, I think you've done a beautiful job. I see people, well, back before pandemic, you know, shouting yeah. you out on the concourse, <laughs> high-fiving and just like, what's up, yeah. Everett? Um, yeah. We do have like a really great fan base that I find yeah. we're lucky in that way because, you know, we all yeah. go through it when you come into a new, an organization as a new face or a new yep. person, you're like, well, who's that yeah. person? So yeah. <laughs> we're lucky that we, we've got um, a really good group to work for essentially. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was thinking too, remember um, the Flyers home ice experience during for playoffs? Yes. We live- I did it from here. Well, that, that was the first game. From here but, until yes. we moved. Okay, so we're talking yeah. about playoffs last yeah. season when the boys were in the bubble. And yeah. we did um, the Flyers Home Ice Experience is what it was called. And we mm -hmm. first started off filming ourselves like at our respective homes, submitting it. It was all edited together. And then yeah. when we got clearance, we went to Xfinity Live across from the Wells Fargo Center. And yeah. that was wild because we, we did it like live to tape sometimes. Yeah. And so the next game, we wouldn't always know the time. So we'd have to like film in the morning for daylight and then also stay after that game and film that was wild yeah those are long days long yeah they, days, they were like 14 hour nights. days mm -hmm. yeah i know yeah that was but it was a formative experience i feel that we we grew stronger from it you also often rolled up in a new car every time i saw you i did i have a pickup truck that looked vintage yeah, it? yeah. um gritty used it for um uh for Halloween, for his uh, Grease Lightning. That was yeah. Ritz car. Yeah. I have, that's that's how I, um, you know how people have like things they waste their money on? That's what I waste money on, is cars. And I like, I, I gotta stop. How many 
cars do you have? So now I'm, I have three now. Okay. Um, so I, but I just- Still more than most people by two. Yeah. <laughs> um, the black car I had, I just traded in. I got a new um, X5. Okay. Uh, I have a hybrid now. Um, but it's still like for the environment. Yeah, I'm doing the environment. Uh, and there's like free charging stations, so that also helps. But um, yeah, that's what I uh, I like to do. Uh, so the the pickup truck is my favorite though, out of all of them. It's a 1952 Ford F1. Yeah. And did you um, refurbish? That's probably the wrong word for car heads. So like, sorry. I've been to, uh, restore. Thank you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, so did you a, yeah. get it old and make it work? How how did that, or did you buy it already restored? It was uh, partially restored. Okay. Um, so I've done work with like the brakes and the, uh, the interior. I just finished uh, about two weeks ago. Or it's not all the way done. I still Doing have to Doing what, like the, upholstery? Like, yeah, so I uh, redid the seats. Um, I put like so new- So you're handy like, too. Yeah. Oh, uh, when I want to be. So, you know, what's weird is like, I like to put things together, mm -hmm. but like, I won't change like uh, a head gasket where like my hands got to get greasy and there's like oil and like, I'm done. Somebody else do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'll put it together, but I don't like, like. You'll roll up your sleeves, but you don't want to get dirty. I don't like the physical dirt, but I'll, it sounds weird. Sounds but like, so like, I'll do like, sometimes my dad will work with me on stuff and he'll be like, We'll be doing like breaks or something like that. And he's like, yeah, you just got to drain it from here. And he's like draining the plug. And it's just like, why is this poor? Yeah, like, no, you do that. I'm I'll done. put the thing back together. Like I'll screw everything together and like part this up and like all that. But like, I'm not, I'm not actually. Thanks for telling out. us your flaw though, because you're getting <laughs> to the point that you're just like good at everything. And I'm like, okay, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Dirt is my. <laughs> That's so funny. So you got the cool. 1952 Ford and then motorcycle, right? Yep. Um, so I actually have, uh, so now I have a uh, Boulevard M109. It's like a cruiser sport bike-ish thing. Um, I'm always back and forth between like the sport bike of like the speed and like, I don't know, I'm an adult, so I probably shouldn't like be speeding like that. So like now I'm like cruiser-ish. Got it. Is cruiser where you're sitting lower and the handlebars are high? Yep. Uh, cruiser's hand high handlebars sitting lower. The sport bike is like the hunch and right. like, like the fast and the furious. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. You have like your alter egos with your. <laughs> you rolled up that one day to playoffs to record, and you rolled yeah. up in the 1952 Ford pickup truck, and someone was like, yeah. "Everett's a man of mystery." <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I couldn't agree more. So especially yeah. after hearing all these different things, I'm just like, wow. Well, I get it all the time. Like, why, like, why do I do things? Or like, what made me do this? Or what, you know, what's my motivation? Because I do things that are like, not like intentionally different, but like I have things where it's like, I see them as like cool things or like, yo, if I saw somebody with that, like, I would think that was really cool. And then, um, so I combine that kind of with like the bucket lists, YOLO-ish kind of like vibe. It's like, you know what, I'm just gonna do it. Um, and I think that's what really got me to where I am professionally, um, you know, personally, financially, like everything has been um, 
kind of along that lines. Like, you know, like if you really like something and you really want to do something, like do it. Um, the other thing I think that we didn't talk about that I, I've done since, you know, the shutdown and everything like that. So obviously when like COVID happened, which we don't have to talk about, but it shut everything down. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I taught myself how to like trade stocks. Um, that was the only, that was the. It, that's that's how you're buying all these cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it is. Yeah. Oh my. Wow. So you, yeah. you, are you talking like day trading? Like every single day oh. you're looking at. Okay. Yeah. So when, when, uh, when it first hit, um, you know, we were told two weeks and they were like, yeah, you know, you got two weeks and like two weeks we'll be back. And it was a month. Um, and I think after that first month, I got really restless. Um, and you know, like, like you said, like I do a bunch of different jobs. I have, you know, my job at the flyers. I have my, you know, DJ jobs at the clubs and, you know, weddings and mitzvahs. Um, I have the photo booth, uh, rental company and I have like all these different facets of like, Hey, if this doesn't work out or if this weekend, you're not doing this, you'll be able to do this. Or if next month you're not doing this, you'll be able to do this. And when COVID hit, it just kind of took every, everything was gone. Um, so that was the only thing that I could be home doing, um, learning and actively. Turning doing, a profit. I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. I, every day I would sit home, I would watch CNBC and I would just like pick you know, a couple of stocks. And I did it every, I want to say every single day from like, I want to say March 27th, I think was my first trade, um, even to the day. And then like, I started day trading in November. Uh, but day trading is tricky for anybody watching or listening. You have to be careful with your day trading. Okay, so um, what can we do to make all the monies? Risk management is the biggest thing of all of it. It's risk management. Um, okay. you got, Which, what does that mean when applied to this? Like um, be able to lose what you're, what you're. Yeah, that's rule number one. Um, but it's also like having, entering high probability trades. That's the whole stock market is entering high probability trade. And you know, like when you're getting out um, on the bottom end and on the top end. So a lot of people ask me like, oh, yo, what did you do with GameStop? Um, at GameStop, I never got in because it wasn't a high probability trade. Um, and then some people seen GameStop and we were like, oh, it's at like 300 bucks. And they bought at 300 bucks. It tapped 400 and they were like, oh, it's still going. It didn't. It tapped 400 and then went back down. It's like 180 now. So it's like a lot of that is like following the fundamentals. And if there's anything that anybody takes away from all of this, it's follow the fundamentals. Because people look at it and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like you did really well on stocks or whatever. And they'll think that they can just like, oh yeah, I'm looking for, I tell people all the time, like stocks is not a lottery ticket. You might, you might get a, you know, get in something that have been, uh, been held something um, for a while, but risk management is like the, the biggest thing with it. Wow. Yeah. I literally yeah. don't, I couldn't even, I, my, my stock uh, involvement is in a Vanguard conservative fund. And but that's good. There's money that gets taken out of my bank account and yeah. then Vanguard diversifies it in a conservative. Yeah. There's, you know, it's a, it's a portfolio. So there's high risk, but not a lot. And then there's okay. a lot of like low risk that I'm not going to make a ton of money, but over, if I yeah. keep this going till I'm 65, maybe I'll have a nice little nest egg, but. But that's great risk management. 
You know what I mean? Because you're not like, oh, listen, I've, you know, I got an extra thousand bucks a week to spend. I'm just going to put it on what I see is going high. Yeah, no. Uh, some people do that. Some people are like, oh, yeah, they get, uh, it's FOMO, you know? And it's like playing oh, yeah, roulette. Like, money. put it yeah. all on black, put it all on red. Like, I can't, no. That's not, not a good idea. And you should know how you, you, you should know what works for your trade. You have a very busy schedule. You have a busy life. So you can't sit at the, you know, computer or on your phone all day. Um, I trade maybe like two, three days a week now. I was going to say, like, how are you managing yeah. that now with like everything opening back up and you being busy again? So that's, um, that's one of the reasons why I learned day trading, mm -hmm. um, was to say like, you know, like today I didn't, I don't think I traded at all. I think I did probably like two trades, but you, you need to know what works for you. Right. Um, some people can like, oh, this is my job now. If you've got nine to five to do every day, great. You can be a day trader. But if you have like an actual job and you want to day trade, you can't, you can't just go like entering stuff and then forget about it. It's not a set and forget it per se. No, no. See, that's what I need. My shit's set and forget. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. doing. You don't want to. Yeah. No, that's, that's good though. But you are investing. That's awesome. I am. Yeah. Thank you to my mom yeah. because she yes. instilled that <laughs> in me. Um, what I did want to ask you, do you do something or wake up every day and like tell yourself something in the mirror to stay so positive? Because like in the March realm of everything shutting down, you were one of those people that it affected the most because you yeah. are in the entertainment live event industry. Um, so how did you pick yourself up less than a week and a half after it was announced and say, you know what, I'm going to focus my efforts to learn something new and I'm going to try like that's tough. What is there something that you do? Cause you are so positive always. So I would say that first three weeks, um, or I'm sorry, maybe not the first week, first two weeks were fine. Um, because you know, like at the time, especially at that time I was working back to back to back. Right. Um, you know, I'm doing, you know, three jobs sometimes on a Friday, um, on a Friday, three jobs on a Saturday, three or four jobs on a Sunday. I always love seeing you on a Sunday night game when you can't yeah. really talk. <laughs> right. And like my voice is gone because I've been like out, out all weekend. Yep. Um, so I was working so much that it was, it was, it was kind of a welcomed break of like, oh, you know what? Like I got extra, you know, extra time now. Like I can like actually relax. I can finish doing like a lot of the stuff I want to do. I can redo my website and all that stuff. Um, but then it got more like more difficult that like third through like, I don't know, 12th week or so. I don't, I don't know yeah. what it was. Um, but that was where it was more like, all right, like I'm not getting, um, and you probably feel this too, is, you know, we have, a, our lives are based on interaction. Um, on whether it's, you know, at the event, mm -hmm. um, but it's also outside of out at the event. It's like being excited for like what's coming up. Mm -hmm. We didn't have the excitement for what's coming up. We didn't have the interaction for that excitement. So there wasn't like, hey man, can't wait to see you at this. It wasn't like, hey, I was so happy I got to see you at this. So there's all these like dopamine factors. That's probably why I'm always happy, but I'm always getting those. And you, like you're probably the same way, you know, you put a post up, you get, not that it means like everything in the entire world, but like you get a like, you get a comment, you get a, hey, I love that you're doing this. And like all that stuff came to a screeching halt. Totally. We weren't getting those calls of like, hey, we got this coming up, get ready for it. Hey, I'm thinking about putting you on this. All those things were gone. Um, so I think from that, I just, 
initially I was like, listen, I want to make sure I replace some kind of income. Um, but I also want to, it was also a great distraction too, of like every day I get up, like, cause there's no need for, I, at that time now I don't have a reason to like go to sleep late or get up early. You know what I mean? Like that gave me a reason to like, Hey, all right, get up in the morning. Right. I'm up by eight 30. I see what the markets are doing. I can, you know, research, whatever. It, it kept me busy. So that was like kind of awesome. But it's awesome you weren't, uh, didn't just like fall into a slump. Like a lot of people, it's easy to do when you're yeah. like all that. You're done with everything. Yeah. Gone yeah. And the, the money's gone. So yeah, but that's, mm-hmm. that's very cool. It's funny when you said like a like or a comment or even like a good show, like not a good show, but in our yeah. case, kind of like when we have a good game from the team perspective and also a production perspective, we get that like. And a high five from the control room, whether it's like an email of, Hey, last night was great or whatever. And, um, yeah, when that stuff stops, you don't realize how much it affects you until it's gone. Yeah. Especially, and especially us. Yeah. Go ahead. We were on a 10 game running streak before COVID, like, well, nine out of 10, but we were rocking. We were literally on the top of the top. We were on the top of the NHL's leaderboard pretty much. So we were riding high and then, yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, we've been through a lot this yeah. last year. We all have, but you know, got to just adapt. Yeah. I think if yeah. anything, that's what you, like you said, you came into Wells Fargo center as a newbie and you adapted to all those different elements that you got to do to be good at your job. Yeah. And then you yeah. just did the same this past year. <laughs> this is very true. And wait, one more thing I need to yes. know, where is Hollywood from? I grew up in, in North Philly and, um, where I grew up, people don't make it to TV, <laughs> or at least for good reasons. So like, it was like, that was the thing it was, it was like, um, you know, when I started popping up on like, you know, news or, you know, whatever it may be, um, I had a, a bunch of buddies and I was like, oh, yo, there's Hollywood. Cause I was like, I was gone. I was always in New York and then I would like travel and stuff. So that's where it came from. People would be like, hey, that's Hollywood. So um, that was like the Hollywood part. And then I would actually host parties um, just as like an MC at like clubs or parties and I would host under Mr. Hollywood. And then I started DJing more seriously and then it was Mr. Hollywood DJ. Got it. And that's how that all like. Transpired. It sounds like though, um, whether they were chirping you or like, you know, loving on you, it sounds yeah. like it was made with love, you know? Yeah, yeah it definitely was. And I remember uh i remember it was i one time because i wanted to go on the radio for so for so long and um i remember going to the radio and i was talking to one of the djs and um he was like hey man what's your name and i was like hollywood and he's like whoa um and i was like <laughs> whoa, whoa why because like, that's a bold like you've got confidence whoa yeah and he was like if you hollywood you better be like hollywood and that literally stuck with me. And it was like, all right, like you've got to either own this name and like give people a reason. And like sometimes, and you'll see it sometimes even now. Uh, I mean, we're usually when we're at the arena, um, I'm always uh, Everett. Uh, outside of it, usually when people like, hey, what's up? My name is Mike. I'm like, hey, I am Hollywood. And wow, I, I, some people are like, oh, well, you know, why do they call you that? And then you'll always have like, I've seen it a million times. Like, who's that guy? Why are you calling him Hollywood? And they're like, no, no, no. He's, <laughs> that's Hollywood. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's good. 
the internet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I put a lot of work into it, you know? You did. Um, and I can I continue to uh I feel like work to, you know, work up to that to the name and work up to the potential that um people have seen. Mm-hmm. And that's weird because a lot of people ask, like, what do you have planned? Like in five years, what's I next? I hate that question. Do you like it? I do too. I I don't have an answer for it. Me neither. I'm glad. I thought I was the only one. I was like, wow. Because when you were, I don't know about you, in my 20s, I always, I didn't have a five-year yeah. plan, but I had more of the, yeah, right? The scope. I think as we've gotten older and, you know, tell me if this is the same for you. I've realized how quickly opportunities can turn into things that you would never have imagined. Yep. And that's why yep. the five-year thing just like fell off the, the grid because why am I going to seclude myself and kind of put these blinders on to other opportunities and be like, yep. no, I'm only going to try to be an anchor on CBS. Yep. Like, and then you ignore yep. all these other opportunities that you can make into something beautiful. I, I 100% agree. It's just, uh, there's no, and you know why, when I realized that one time someone asked, asked me that and um, I thought back and I was like, where I am today, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have imagined I would be doing the things I'm doing today that I was, you know, five years ago. Yeah. Um, and even within the organization, we're still doing other, even like take the podcast, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. Did you know you would be doing like <laughs> No, I still think it's funny that I host a podcast because I'm still like, wait, I'm doing this? Like, but this yeah. all came to be out of, you know, just it was a brainchild and an idea and a great way to bring conversations yeah. to light from our organization. And, and it's awesome. Like I watched you introduce your podcast in the arena. Like- Yeah, you do. <laughs> that's amazing. You know how great that is? Like, hey, listen, sit down and watch my next podcast five years ago even maybe last season you know what I mean like you probably weren't like oh man like I'll have like a podcast that usually is um and not saying like the flyers but usually like a lot of companies are like oh yeah this girl like she works here she's gonna do like a little podcast put it on like put it online you know whatever um but like they're like hey yo this is awesome let's do it that's great (laughs) That's such an interesting way to look at it because sometimes when I do those I feel silly saying the podcast I host is called, sometimes I actually go, we host a podcast called Everything But Hockey because I feel, I don't know how to explain it, but it's interesting to see you're like, you're looking at it as something really awesome and to be proud of. And I'm, I'm soaking that in because it's like, you're right. I shouldn't feel, I don't know. I don't know. I can't place the word, but it's almost like. But that's your, that's your humbleness. And that's what makes you awesome at what you do and like even like a lot of people that we work with I think a lot of people that are on our same vibe are the same way it's like we don't have any superstar no no. and that's the fun thing about your name even though like first first hearing (laughs) your name's Hollywood yeah maybe people are like okay dude's cocky Yeah, yeah but once you get to know you like you are it's funny you're like the loudest person verbally that not many people know much about. And that's because you don't walk around boasting about yourself. You keep to yourself until you don't, but yet you spread all this love and joy (laughs) and project it throughout the arena. So it is interesting. And yeah, we do have a lot. I think humility is like a, a nice thing that we have within our organization and everyone's happy to be there and just 
yeah. we got we got good squad deep good squad yeah we have a, a humility and like a professionalism mm-hmm. and like that combination like no who's no and respect i think like everyone just respects yeah. and especially after this yeah. year the yeah. fact that the company kept us all on when you know we know every every company was bleeding money and like it wasn't yeah. time to do that so yeah i think it's just respect for the company and all that good stuff so i just we're just like oozing with love yes i'm so i'm literally like so happy every time. especially now now i'm like really like you can't tell me nothing like i'm so like appreciative for like everything you know i know I know. Well, I'm excited to see what the future holds. And like you said, we don't know exactly what it holds, but we know there's yeah. great things happening and we're going to have a lot yeah. of fun over the summer with different events. And, yes. and then next <laughs> season, I can't wait to just have it be the season we have all been waiting for. All these fans. I, know. I might just go around, you know. Are you going to high five every single person? Every- like touch every <laughs> finger. <laughs> If COVID is not a thing, I, I'm going to go from the bottom of the bowl all the way around through club suite. Like, like opposite ends of the concourse and then just meet each other in the middle and then like backtrack. Yes. Yeah, that'll be, oh, that'll be man. so much fun. The thought of high-fiving people is so foreign that I just can't wait to get back to that. I can't wait till all of you are back at Wells Fargo Center. I'm so excited. And I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. How interesting is Everett? Like what? Um, Yeah, fascinating, inspiring, motivational, all the things. Let me know your favorite part in the reviews. Leave a review on the show if you haven't already. I love hearing what you guys think, and that's the only way I can communicate with you via the pod. So leave a review. If you're not already subscribed, smash the subscribe button. Leave us a good rating so we can just keep doing our thing. Get ready for Memorial Day weekend. Have an amazing start to summer, and stay cool because it's been like oddly really hot. We had like a heat wave over the weekend. So stay healthy, safe, and cool. See you on the next one, guys.